Welcome back for another episode of the Under Pressure Outdoors podcast. The Under Pressure Outdoors podcast, let's talk about our partner for a minute, Sportsman Shield. Sportsman Shield is a durable outdoor decal that makes thieves believe your trail camera has a GPS tracking device inside. Not only do they make them for your trail camera, they also make them for your tree stand. So hop on their website, check them out, get you some stickers. They're cheap. Uh, it, it just it works like a, a posted sign. You know, it's going to keep the honest man honest. But for two, three, four dollars a sticker, it, it's worth it just to try and keep that that investment of a trail camera or a tree stand on public land just that little bit of extra insurance when you check out make sure you use offer code up outdoors 20 at checkout to get 20 percent off your order so this week's episode is if i had a million dollars we are we're always talking about the budget But what if we didn't have the budget? <laughs> the big what if. What if that scratcher finally paid off? That $400 million. That's what, What's it would the, take more than a million for me because I'd be broke in like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> What's the most you ever won on a scratch-off ticket? Five bucks, maybe. Really? Yeah. I don't play scratchers that much. I go for the big one, okay? Go, go for, for the, the big I, one. I want I 100. Powerball. I won 120 bucks on a scratch-off ticket one time. Now, I'll tell you this. I had refinanced my truck, had $5 in change, took that $5 and bought scratchers with it, and then uh, won 30 bucks, and I carried those winners around for like three weeks. And I was like, man, I'm broke, and I need a can of Copenhagen. So I went into the gas station with my $30 in scratchers and I bought a can of Copenhagen and I told her to take the change. She's going to turn it back into scratchers. And she's like, oh, you just got to quit while you're ahead. And I said, ah, well, it started as five bucks, you know. At this point, I've spent, you know, I, I got my money's worth. Can of Copenhagen. So I, uh, I changed it. I went back out to the truck, scratched them off, 120 bucks. I walked back inside and I said, I'm glad I, I didn't quit while I was ahead because I'm further ahead. And she said, and I said, nah, I'm done. Cash me out. And that's all she wrote. And I ain't won crap since. <laughs> I usually, like I said, I wait. Well, let, let the numbers get up there real big and then I'll go get me a fireball ticket. And uh, that's about, I ain't bought one in a while. I'm not big on the lottery. I mean, but you know. Like that, Can't I, win if you don't play. I, I, I like as bad as like I hate to say it. I only play when the win when the the money gets big because it's usually always pretty big. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's not like I couldn't use a million dollars, but oh, I'm I'd like, I'd use a million dollars. Yeah. That, that's a good way that's to put problem. it. I'd, I'd use I, the crap out of it. I'd be like, I'm already, I'd have it for five minutes and I'd be broke. So. And then trying to figure out how I'm going to pay property taxes and put tags on all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so if you had your millions, where where would you go, where would you buy property? That's we've talked about it before. I think we said like Tennessee. The only thing that I was thinking about it today, and I was like, 
where could I go that I could like control flood part of it to where, to where I can pull the water off, pump the water off in the summertime and plant it for ducks and then flood it for duck season. And then still have part of that property that I could deer hunt or whatever else on. Well, well, the million dollars, you can just buy a piece of the creek on it and, and, and dig a pond. You, you got your creek bed flowing in, right? Mm -hmm. You dig a pond off to one side of the creek and you dig a channel coming into your pond. Yeah. And then, uh, you simply put a like a, a board dam at, at, at one end of it yeah. and when you want to water down you pull some boards out your creeks flowing in which is what's filling your pond yeah and then you dam it so that it comes out or stays in when you want the water level lower you pull some boards when you want it higher you put them back in you're allowing that water to flow through there which would make a killer catfish pond yeah. Because catfish got to have flowing water to breathe. But, I, but you know, I'm just thinking, you know, other things. I mean, but you, you, you can build, I know what you're thinking, is you're thinking ducks. You're thinking ducks yeah. and deer. That, that's what I like to do. That's so what you, I would you dig a you dig a, a, a catfish pond like a swimming pool with a shallow end and a deep end. Yeah, you have a big shell. You have part of it almost like an impoundment where you could plant in the summertime like I was saying right and then you dam it up and then you have that you know be eight inches deep and then you have that shelf as well right where you get down in there where your catfish stay all summer long yeah yeah oh yeah 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 no, I mean not in there I have to agree that I, I as well would go to probably West Tennessee I like Kentucky and I've hunted in Kentucky, and I've killed one of my biggest bucks to date in Kentucky. But taxes. Yeah, I would. I would also think about out, like out west, like Montana, Wyoming, something like that. You know, I, I like that, and I, I could, I could dig that. But man, I'm a white-tailed deer hunter to the core. I get it. But like that would be like the the Montana, Wyoming, Colorado, one of those places would be like let's do a trip. But if you had a million dollars, why not buy a thousand acres uh, in let's, Tennessee? Let's now, hang on now, hang let's, on. Let's Let me write the million the million dollars because a million dollars to me just does not. Well, mean, now I'm not. I'm, we say I'll say okay. I'll say this to say that a million dollars means I don't mean a literal million dollars. I mean, you hit the lotto big time. Yeah, you got like that form. We're talking about we're talking about that time when when me and you were talking about if you won that was a mega million. It was, at, I think it was, it was either mega millions or the Powerball, and it had gotten up to like a billion dollars. Yeah, if you won, you was gonna buy. I mean, you was picking out tractors on the John Deere site. Yeah, <laughs> and he's gonna buy a property here, and I was gonna manage it, and he's gonna buy a property there, and Dylan was gonna manage yeah. it. Well, Shout out to Dylan. Hey. I know. I was in Texas. I, I, Dylan, I'll say this. I know you're in Germany because when you went to Germany, you started listening to the podcast. I checked statistics, and all of a sudden I had listeners in Germany. <laughs> so shout out to Dylan. 
that is a huge OPSEC violation right there. <laughs> I couldn't help it. He's there. Everybody knows they're there. They're okay. all they're all complaining about it on Facebook. I hadn't seen them. And I'm Facebook. over here I'm over here wiping my face into my D D two fourteen blanket, you know. <laughs> Playing the world trying to get yeah, for just them. I would tell them I'm trying to get tears off my face, but they get keep getting stuck in my beard and I just, you know. <laughs> hey hey Dylan, my mullet's looking pretty good right now. <laughs> <laughs> so but back back to what we were saying. If you had a million dollars, and a million dollars means the budget is the budget is out the window. So you can go ahead and Money say, is no don't sit here and look at us and say, well, that tractor's five hundred thousand dollars. I sold. <laughs> we're talking well beyond a million. All right, we're talking like the Powerball circa two thousand and uh, that 16, 17, something like that. Where it was where it was a billion dollars. Yeah. That was like okay, I'm I'm set for life. But I agree, I would go to some place. retired. <laughs> I, I would go to probably uh, maybe Missouri. I'd have to look into the taxes. But I, I really yeah. like, and, and the big thing is going to be to me is is going to be whitetail deer, and then uh, I I'd probably still property taxes. I would probably still have a home here in Florida. Yeah, I just I I don't know what it is. I like Florida. All my family's here. Well, aren't you just moving wherever you go? That's true. I could do that too. Your dad wouldn't complain a bit if you said you're coming up here to you're coming to live up here for scot free. I mean, he wouldn't complain. He's like, "Is there a shop?" And I'd be like, "Yeah, dad." What do you want in it? What do you want? Brand in new it? Lincoln. Or set up? No, <laughs> he probably want a Miller, but <laughs> same difference. Set up. You want Brand an iron new. Worker? Yeah. We got, we got an iron worker in there. Hydraulic put him, put him to work. Put him to work building tree stands. <laughs> put him to work building tree stands. Oh uh, yeah, I can do that. Man. So what's your what's your main goal on the property? Uh, I I got several goals. Kill big deer and shoot a ton of ducks. Uh, Boone and Crockett. I would try to get into. The quality of deer where you can get some Boone and Crockett deer coming out of that property. Yeah, and I want the deer to come off of that property that I could take a Boone and Crockett. And be like, here you go. If I had that kind of budget, yes. I would say even if I had that million dollars, I still wouldn't high fence a place. I wouldn't high fence it, but that's what I would want. I would, I would, my goal would be and to I think own when they enough score, property. I think when they score Boone and Crockett, they take that into to account. High fence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think if I had the money, I, I would have enough property where I wouldn't have to worry about that. I would try to, yeah. at least, you know. Uh, obviously, to some degree, you're always going to have to worry about it. But <clears throat> you can work with your neighbors. Even when you don't have a million dollars, oh yeah, you know, talk with the guys around you, and if you're all on the same page, and that goes back to just proper deer management. Yeah, and that's where you know, like the QDMA comes in, which I know it's not not going to be QDMA anymore. I can't remember what it is. They just merged with somebody else. Did they really? I didn't hear about they that. They did. Yeah, that's uh, going to be better, altogether better. I have to. We'll revisit that at a later date, but 
that's all about getting there and, and, and talking to your neighbors and making sure everybody's on the same page and yeah. well you're all harvesting quality deer but my big thing is I want to get on there and I, w- I want to do everything I can to manage it I, w- I want to have uh, like the, the first thing I would do after getting that property is invest money into the machinery to be able to, to row crop food plots mm-hmm. um, and not because I've got a million dollars I mean that's good, a dang good part of it because um, it's expensive to have that kind of machinery, but being able to row crop like that allows you to plant a lot, a lot of food plots better. Yeah, that's a bigger that's, food plot. Well, it's not even because you can broadcast seed a lot, but you're okay. It allows you to plant food plots more efficiently. Yeah, you get more out of what you buy. Yeah. I would also maybe look into having that piece of property or part of it uh, put into a conservation easement. So that way, when I if I when I go, that land stays wild. And yeah. I say part of it because I might want to, you know, build me a nice house, have me a shop, you know, things like that on the property. So I would like to have part of it like that, part of it where I can build on and, and do what I want on and not really have to worry about the easement, but probably a big chunk of it I would try to get into a conservation easement of some sort. Yeah, that's good. I, I could agree If with I that. had that kind of money, I would probably have another place that I would just, that would strictly be for waterfowl. And yeah. I'd probably go in with Ducks Unlimited on that one because they can bring out their biologists. They can bring, you know... Yeah. all sorts of stuff. you get more of that those resources and they work with private individuals a lot if you got the money mm-hmm. yeah I mean none of it's none of free. free yeah <clears throat> you know Ducks Unlimited does work off a lot of donations they're a not not for profit basically but I mean it, it would be really cool and you know we, we've talked about with the little bit of property we do have access to what we can do to to build blinds and I mean we've got a we've got some private property down here in Florida that we duck hunt that is just prime for getting out there and building a blind we just got to get around to doing mm-hmm. it and then we've got some places in Georgia that are also the same you know uh, we got a place in Georgia that, that that's got some prime spots for building it and we you know from digging through Onyx and looking at those maps, you know we're finding more spots that are that are primed to doing that. So that's that is a, a useful tool is a satellite map. Unless you don't have to use Onyx, there, there's uh, other ones available. We've used Onyx. What's that? What's that one I told you about today? Um, do you remember? Something hub. Give me a second. I'll look for it. Go ahead. Uh, I think I got it up here. Hold on. Sentinel Hub. Sentinel Hub. Yeah, Sentinel Hub. Sentinel Hub is a a um, it's a website you can get on there, and they update their satellite images every two to four days, depending on where you're at. Uh, depends on the frequency, how often the satellites are using pass overhead. But every time they pass over, they update that stuff. Now, the big advantage to that is you can see. Fresh clear cuts. You can see 
leaves changing. You can see all that, you know, you can pick up on water when it rains, how big these ponds are getting, how, you know, stuff like that. You can also go in there and throw it into like a red negative where it turns everything kind of red and then but when you do that water shows up black so in the summertime in the early season it's going to show you your water your streams that are still active are going to be black it's going to show you where you've got water in swamps in the early season which down here in the southeast water is a big thing in the early season because it's so fucking it's so dry yeah. so dry so but you having that ability to look at those satellite maps every four days mm-hmm. especially when you're hunting public land and they're they're managing it for timber uh you can see those fresh clear cuts you can f- figure out when that spot you've been thinking about going to you you hop on there and you know it's been waxed down we've had that happen at leases we lease property we leased yeah you know we we leased a piece of property a, a couple years ago that was gorgeous absolutely gorgeous when we leased it and then uh i i get a call had it what maybe three months 200 211 acres and they cut 140 of it just clear cut it and oh man next season we had millet planted in there and they come and sprayed the whole place yeah we did have some food plots planted and they sprayed it killed all that too uh, moral of the story is do your best to avoid leasing from the timber company, especially uh, <coughs> Ray and Ear. <laughs> um, because they don't care about you. No, they don't. You're just an extra source of income. Right. For them. Um, but Ray and Ear does offer some cheap leases. I mean, we were paying $9.40 an acre Yeah. for that, uh, which is which is cheap. So, you know, you take the good with the bad. We had a good place. To, we had it, it really wasn't a bad place to hunt. We just never really figured it out like we could have. Yeah. Uh, the deer were there, and we had some quality bucks. I mean, you saw what they were killing on the property, they literally were, all around us. Those deer were there. We had some good bucks on camera over the two years. It's really hard to get a, a pattern, pattern going on. Yeah. and what was actually coming through the property. But... So, you got your property in Tennessee. Yeah, we'll go with Tennessee for right now. We're going to stick with Tennessee. That might change. <laughs> what are you planting? Um, probably, probably put some corn up. Like I said, I wouldn't mind having you know, the ability to row crop. Well, I'll so tell I you this too. would plant corn. corn. Corn is, in Tennessee, you can't hunt over bait. Here in, here in you know, we hunt in... Uh, Georgia mainly for white-tailed deer. Georgia and in Georgia and Florida on private land, you can hunt over corn. Now, there's a lot of people that'll tell you that, that have the idea that uh, just corn just makes it easy. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it don't. You know what corn does? Corn serves as a great place to put a trail camera mm-hmm. because it draws deer in to feed there in the same spot every night. Yeah. And mind you, the key word in that sense that sentence was every night. Yeah, <laughs> night. Uh, it's not often you see deer feed in the daytime. Most of the feeder that most of the deer that I see during the daytime, even though I may be sitting 
100 yards from the feeder are always moving around. And I, I've seen more deer come out and eat in a food plot with a feeder in it. They'll actually eat the food plot and not ever touch the feeder during the daytime than actually yep. go to the feeder. Uh, the other uh, thing, corn necessary is mostly because that can provide some decent cover. But I also plant like soybeans, millet, some uh, real protein rich. Probably like sorghum or sweet gum. Well, not sweet gum. What is it? I'm gonna say sorghum. Is that what it is? Sorghum. Probably some sorghum. That's a lot of uh, real seedy plants. I'd be looking at planting things like soybeans. But, like I'm saying, and in, in uh, winter peas, turnips, turnips. Um, well, like you saw there, when we planted that millet in Georgia, uh, place in Georgia. They tore. I mean, it never, it, it never made inches. more than six inches. Yeah, you know. I, I mean, mean, it was just absolutely torn up. We planted it, it for doves, and we never even got to hunt doves over it because the deer ate it all down. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I've, I've seen it happen in Florida. I've uh, seen it happen, happen there. The, the millets never made it to sea. So, I would probably plant some millet. That's a good summertime plot. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times you're looking at stuff to plant through the summer. You want to hold your soil in uh, through the rain and stuff wheat. like that. Winter wheat, yeah, I mean, it's obviously, wait for it. That's good for the wintertime. <laughs> um, but you plant the sorghum and ryegrass and things through the summer that are going to grow in the heat. You're going to have down here some stuff that's, you want to make sure you're planting something that's real drought resistant. Uh, not a high maintenance crop. That way when you don't get the rain, you know, you're still getting a good grow. Um, but that sorghum we planted brown top millet and we we got a decent amount of rain but nothing nothing above average mm-hmm. and it came in good and thick it just never got tall it, it, it never got tall because the deer kept yeah. eating it so much right so I mean you've seen deer in, in the summer trying to kill some holes What are you hunting out of? What am I hunting out of? Probably going to have some nice redneck blinds. No, sir. Some good something. Okay, yeah, nice. okay, redneck blinds for your, for your blinds. I'm uh, sitting in a Heaven's Trail ladder stand. You seen those? Probably some Millennium stands. No, sir. Heaven's you seen Trail? the Heaven's Trails? I haven't looked in Heaven's mind. Trails lock-ons and ladder stands? Yeah. Ugh. Son. Like a lazy boy with a ladder underneath that's it. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking a dang lock-on stand that's... You can't carry it up the tree. Those dang stands look like they need... Uh, you got to run a cherry picker out there to put them in the tree. Probably have... We're standing right now... Some sort of blind against, on a trailer. We're leaning against a tailgate of my pickup truck, and I bet there's more space between me and you sitting in a Heaven's Trail buddy stand than there is right now. Dang. And That's it's just... Kind of, you look those... I tell y'all, look them up. They are ungodly expensive. Three grand for a ladder stand... Fifteen hundred, two thousand for a for a lock on. But they're com- they look comfortable. I'll tell you that. Yeah, they look dang comfortable. Fall asleep in that sucker. Yeah, they're cool. Uh, not something I'd ever want to buy. because no. they're so stinking expensive. I'd probably have like a a prodigy for my duck boat. But <laughs> what do you need? Tree. What do you need? What do you need a boat for with all that money? You know, you can just sit right there on your nice heated pond with the. <laughs> 
With the corn planted. Corn floating in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Heated pond in South Dakota. <laughs> oh, he says, I'm going to buy me a blind on Real Foot Lake. <laughs> there you go. But, and there's, I mean, obviously. One of them ones that's got the back section with the kitchen and toilet and everything in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Satellite TV. <laughs> that's right. The all the, all the fixings, up. you know what I mean? <laughs> put them put them, uh, them blinds up out there where you put them up there and they got a window unit AC with power run to them. You go out yeah. there to show up and it's got a full kitchen or about like a like a hotel room with a half kitchen, you know, a yeah. hot plate and a, and a, and a uh Little toaster oven, yeah. hot plate in a toaster oven with a with a twin a long twin bed. There you go. Um, you got a lazy boy sitting by the window with a daggone sixty five inch TV yeah. in there. Yeah, sir. Got to turn it on to the pursuit channel. That's right. <laughs> Sit there and watch somebody hunt while you hunt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those ducks are coming. Hold on. I'm talking about the deer blind, son. The deer blind. The deer blind. And we're all talking. All this is all. All this is all about ten, fifteen feet off the ground. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was. Th- I was thinking about the duck blind. Yeah, but, that uh, works too. You go out there and you just talk about how you managed to sit all day. Sit all day in your deer blind. <laughs> yeah, I managed it all. I don't know how I did it. But I, I you know, you. I've got there. I'm gonna sit all day. You I'm, know, a, I'm hardcore in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Not even He's leave. over here, you know. I'm so hardcore. I slept in the deer blind last night. <laughs> That's right. In that long bed, that, that, that nice, comfy, uh, long twin bed. Long twin bed, yeah. <laughs> With heat, I AC. might not even make it off the recliner. <laughs> Shoot, you don't make it off the recliner now in your house. I know. <laughs> I don't even know why I have a bed. I don't use it. The dog uses it more than I do. So, if you had a million dollars, how would you plant your food plots? I'd be sitting in one of them tractors with the enclosed cab and all that. Yeah? Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I'll tell you what else I'd have, what else I'd have for, for property management. I'd get me one of them dang uh, enclosed cab skid steers with the with the mower head oh yeah yeah have one of them you talking about one of them that just take down the tree oh yeah taking down like the small tr- i don't think it'll take down like cut a full use it for cutting tree, trails you know but i mean it'll take down some like small like scrub oaks and stuff I think. yeah 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 i'd have one of them for, like, cut me some nice wide trails so it's just it's we can always speculate. What are you shooting? Uh what are we uh or, or what is the particular game? Well we bought property in Tennessee. So, so we're talking about white tail deer. White tails? Yeah. Ooh. I'm still shooting a seven mag, but I'm I'm shooting I I'm gonna shoot a seven mag. You know, we talked about that being one of the talking best round all around mm-hmm. rounds, you know, for for deer hunting. For for everything in North America. Uh, so I'm gonna get that seven mag, and I'm gonna, but it's gonna be a full custom like we talked about. Yeah, I was gonna say it'd be some full custom deal. Actually, it's more like opening the safe and going, dang, I don't know which one I'm gonna use today. <laughs> but it's more like, 
Like I said, it opened up safe and be like, mm. well, there's the seven mag, then there's the alt six, and then there's the six five over there, and I'm like, I don't know, just pick one. Got to do the old <laughs> eeny meeny miny mo right to figure out which one. Well, I'm hunting in the brush today. Maybe I'll go get the lever gun. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'll just take three or four of them and decide when I get there. I'm definitely, I'm definitely shooting a Hoyt. Yeah. If I don't win the lottery, I can't afford to, sh I can't dang near afford to shoot a Hoyt. I tell you that. Yeah. God dang, some expensive bows, man. With all the bells and whistles on it. Oh yeah. Thing almost shoots itself. It better, <laughs> better dang well for like what are they? What are they? Fourteen hundred dollars for the front runner bow Something for Hoyt. Like that. Goodness, I wish I could afford that now, but. I'm on a budget where I, would, I hunt muzzleloader and rifle season. <clears throat> I don't even have a bow. Oh, one thing. I know it has nothing to do with outdoors, but this would just be, I think it would be funny. Is I would go in to like the, what is that dealership there in Orlando? I think it's a Mercedes dealership. And they got the Bentleys and then the Jaguars and all that. Yeah. Aston Martin. Walk in there in the camo t-shirts and shorts and Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them I want to buy a car. <laughs> I can understand that. So, what, you talk about that. What are you driving? What am I driving? I'm probably going to, like, the hunting rig <clears throat> will probably be a 2500 Duramax. For a hunting rig? Well, the diesel, because I kind of want it to sound like a tractor. Okay, I can understand that. Okay. I want it to sound at least similar to a tractor. It doesn't have to sound exactly, but I want it to sound like Well, a with tractor. an enclosed cab tractor, why don't you just drive a tractor? Well, I can do that, too. <laughs> <laughs> but I got all this money. I might, might as well have a nice rig that I, cause I'm going to have to be able to pull my, my nice, you know, big old bay boat or whatever I got, too, you know? <laughs> so I'd have a, a 2500. I'll probably just have it, like, leveled white with some, like, camo accents on it. And, uh, oh, all the goodies in it, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't want, I, I wanted to be able to, you know, get through some stuff, you know, a little bit, but I don't need it, you know, completely jacked up. I would for say, hunting rig. I would say for my hunting rig, I'm, I'm going to get one of those, uh, badass electric golf carts. One of them uh -huh. four wheel drive golf carts. Uh, bad boy buggies. Oh, you're that's talking what they're about, called. You're not talking. You're talking about the. No, I'm talking about just driving around the property. Get you driving to the tree around stand. the property. Yeah. You get to. Oh, I'd probably have me a little some sort of side by. I want gas. Well, I'll tell you why I'd like to. Uh, dude, you ever seen a bad boy buggy the put to the work? Quiet. They are ridiculously quiet. And I've watched one climb a straight wall. Uh, they're. I but they're they are ridiculously expensive for the good for the yeah. for the top notch ones. Uh, but having that being real quiet and being able to get to the woods like that is is nice. Yeah, you know you talk about want to sound like a tractor. I just want to sound like nothing. Yeah. Um. But those those good electric bad boy buggies they aren't they aren't cheap. Yeah. Uh, they do make a hybrid, which is I, I think which is electric and gas. Pretty sure they make a hybrid. Yeah, uh, and they'll scoot on the on the road, but you know, I'm just tooling around, 
two, three thousand acres. Yeah. So, I see what you mean. Okay, so maybe I won't have. I mean, for that, I, I might, I might be convinced of a bad boy. But now I've still I got now, on that on that good. thing. I, I've still got the side by side. Yeah. Because I need some stuff. I, I need something that's gonna put in a little work for me. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, again, I, I just hit the lotto big time. You're getting one of them Kubota side by sides with the enclosed cab and the heat and the AC in it. And, or, I think they're too slow. Too slow. I need something that's going to serve me to get me around a property in a hurry, but also get me down to the gas station to pick up a 12 pack. Yeah. One I don't want to put miles on the truck. On the truck. Yeah. I see. I mean, you can get both, maybe. Oh, see, I'm thinking well, I still, why couldn't I get both? I got I'm an enclosed still, cab tractor out there sitting in the barn. I'm, why don't you just take the tractor? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, we're talking like I'm still got to, like, I got to, like, pick one here, you know? No, you know, you <laughs> have point. both of them. You have both of them. I'd probably still have some sort of four-wheeler. You know, I, I grew up using four-wheelers to get to the tree stand. Um, from a young age, my dad had one when I first started hunting, and I got one pretty young, and I I kind of wish I still had it, but I'm way too big for it. The the one that I had, but foilers are nice. Yeah, but when it comes to a cold morning, trying to get out to the woods where you want to hunt, put the windshield. That on. windshield's a <laughs> really nice to have. Yeah. Because I've had some cold mornings riding the ways, and we only had a 400-acre piece, you know, that I'm thinking of. When I'm recollecting right now, I'm thinking out of the 400-acre the piece we had then. Man, that was a cold ride. Well, in them days, the side-by-sides really wasn't as prevalent either. They, barely, mean, they barely existed. Yeah, I mean... Thinking we're talking the days we're talking the days around. before the five wheel John Deere Gator where you had like a four wheeler seat. Original. Yeah, that was the original. Yeah. This this was back before side by sides were a big thing. Yeah, yeah. Well before then. So what we had was four wheelers, mm-hmm. but coming from the experience of having a four wheeler and and using it. Yeah, I see. What you're I'd saying. rather have a side by side. I see what you're saying. And riding doubles on a single four-wheeler is a whole lot less fun than riding doubles in a side-by-side that's meant for riding doubles. <laughs> yeah. Now, we got all this money. And let's say it's off-season. What are we doing? I mean, what, what are we taking fishing, you know? Oh, well, one, I'm fishing in a stock pond on the property. One of them. One of them. Because <laughs> there's going to be more than one. And I've got my stock ponds, you know. Yeah. And one of them is, is just going to be full of Georgia Giant Bluegill. There you go. If, if you've never had the pleasure oh, of fishing a stock, blo- a, a stock <laughs> pond full of Georgia Giant, I, I need have. to find a place to do it. Because... We're talking bluegill. You ever caught them on a fly rod? No, <laughs> I have not. We're talking bluegill that'll eat a crankbait. 
<laughs> I mean, in a seven-inch worm, I've caught bluegill in Georgia so big I couldn't get my hand around them on a fly rod. <laughs> well, Georgia Giant is actually a hybrid that that you would you would buy for your stock pond, and they'll get one, two, three pounds. Okay, I don't know if I've caught you know that big, but I mean I've caught those hybrids are ones. are bred to be dang catch one throw that joker in a cast iron and you got dinner yeah there's some big old dang bluegill now so you got a stock pond full of those yeah and then i got a catfish pond the catfish pond's close to the house yeah well i can go out there and catch a catfish dinner yeah and then uh get a good good trophy bass pond that'd be nice yeah but as far as a boat because i mean i'm, I'm just saying like i'm it's in the summer I'm on vacation. I'm in my Florida house. You know, we're probably going to go saltwater fishing of some sort. We're going to hit the flats. That, but we might, what if we decide, you know what, we need to go catch some mite? Well, I got I got two boats for that. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking we're going to have more than one boat here. So, oh, I mean, yeah. we're, we're going, what what are we setting up for, okay, we'll go with the flats. We're going to go try to get some reds. I think we're going to try to get some reds on the fly rod. Are we just going to go get a guided trip? Uh, maybe if you know what, maybe if I was trying for a slam, I'd probably the grand slam. I'd probably go for the guided trip. Yeah, but why? Cause you got all this money. Because then I got a guy that signs it all out. Yeah, but here's the thing: you got all this fan. money, right? So you're like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna catch that slam, like we talked about last week. Yeah. I'm gonna do it on the fly. It's Monday. It's Sunday. You gotta go out and you can catch it, and you, you you just don't quite make it. Yeah. Well, Dad Gummit, I'm gonna wake up tomorrow, and because I'm a multi-millionaire, I'm just gonna go fishing again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna go to work. I can tell you that. I'm gonna go fishing again, and we're gonna yeah. get out there and keep trying. I mean, and that's the thing. You got all that time. Why not figure it out for yourself? That's true. But okay. Take the guide. What fly Learn rod are something. we buying? I'm oh. probably going to give you a nice 10, 10 weight uh, moonshine rod. No, sir. I'm getting ten or, weight. I'm getting a ten weight one piece, nine and a half foot, like full custom, like yeah. one of them dang seven hundred dollar rods. It's just the rod. Just the rod. <laughs> No sections, no, you know, just that handmade, one-off yeah. rod. Cast like no other, because there is no other. I hear you. Moonshines are nice. No, okay. But they're in our price range right now. That's true. Not in our million-dollar price range. Again, it'd probably be like, well, I got like six of them sitting here. Which one do I want to take? <laughs> Right. <laughs> That's probably what it's going to be. I'm going to have to have, like, if I want all this money, I'd have, because I would want something to do occasionally. Say I wanted to go, I don't know, do something for my boat. I might do it myself. Because I'm that kind of guy. I like well, to yeah, I understand get that. out work with my hands a little bit. So I'm going to have me a shop that is set up, you know. And I could probably, by that point, I'll have me an iron worker, a drill press. We'll probably have some sort of milling machine. I mean, it'll be set up. 
you know, I can do whatever I want in that shop. So then I'd probably have to have a whole nother shop that was just full of duck decoys, uh, fishing tackle for different, you know, saltwater, freshwater, trout fishing. You know, because I, I have a ton of it. Right. I mean, I didn't have to worry about, I don't have to worry about money anymore, so oh, I want to get this. Just go, you know what I mean? So I'd probably have more than one, I'd have to have more than one shop because I'd have all that stuff. I'd have my my hunting shop and then I'd have my hunting my outdoor shop and then my regular let's go make something shop oh I understand that the the shop and the barn yeah yeah I mean I, I'm I'm the same I'd probably like if we were saying let's say we wanted to come down to my Florida house you know we'll say where's your Florida house gonna be See, that's the thing. I don't really know. Like, I might have it somewhere in Homosassa. I don't like, know. I do somewhere around on the. The only thing I about definitely that is do like West Coast. I definitely do West Coast like that. over East Coast. But some uh, maybe somewhere where I can stay on the water, or if I didn't do that, it might be like in the Panhandle somewhere. Yeah, I was thinking right there in the Big Bend area. Yeah. Not quite the panhandle, but not quite the... See, right there on the coast, you, the main you're dongle to have, of not the state. be able to have the room. Yeah. Because I'm still... I mean, my Florida... My property in Florida won't be as big. No. But the property in Florida but, is not for hunting. The property in Florida yeah. is, is a base camp to fish out of. Pretty much. Like, I can go somewhere. So, what about... Maybe South Florida. I was going to say, what about down around Lake O on the West Coast? Somewhere you probably got, that, probably east or west side of Laco. I I would go west of Laco, and I that way you're down near the glades. Yeah, that way you can go in the glades. You can catch tarpon. Or oh yeah, stuff you catch a lot glade. of good fish down in the glades. And your drive to get well, actually, if you were just south of the lake, your drive wouldn't be too bad to get to either coast. No. Well, I'm not so worried about going out deep sea down that far south you can get out pretty quick you know I'm having if I'm if I'm talking deep sea I'm talking a 42 foot boat with with trip four trip three four hundreds on the back yeah I'm talking like trip quads yeah yeah 42 foot freeman yeah (laughs) you know that's where where yeah okay we're going 90 miles okay cool we'll be there in an hour and a half (laughs) yeah yeah that, like you got to run ninety miles. We're going an hour and a half. We're, we're going to be there, and we're going to go. We're going to go fishing. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's like that. That's what that's for. But I mean, okay, let's go. So what what boat are you getting for your for your flats fishing? That's hard. There's a lot of great there is. flats boats, and I'm thinking I give you a a, a footage. Uh-huh thinking about 19 feet yeah 18 19 feet uh with a 200 yamaha on the back definitely a yamaha yeah outboard's gotta be a yamaha there's probably gonna be yamahas on the back of the freeman absolutely yamaha plural. yamaha at least three three. probably four (laughs) at least i said at least (laughs) yeah so and because I want I want to be able to scoop. 
you yeah. know, but I want to be able to get real skinny. Yeah. And so, I understand like even eighteen foot, nineteen foot, that's a little long to pole, a little big to to be polling. See now I don't know. I mean that that, that would actually take some, some solid research into yeah. what I wanted to get out of that. Because I want to be able to I want to be able to sneak, you know. Yeah, you want to be able to have that in, you want to be able to push it push it with a pole without putting in a whole lot of effort. Uh, cause trolling motors are nice, but that pole will really get you there and get you there quiet. That's the thing, especially going after uh, spooky fish like reds. Well, snook, reds, bonefish. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of gods. That's all they do is pole. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you want to be able to get get to where you're gonna start pulling in a hurry. Right. Right. Because there's a lot of running to do, but you also want to have a big enough boat where you can handle a little bit of rough sea. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's a solid question to do a little looking into. Um, I like, I like the, I really like the East Cape boats. Yeah. Uh, the East Cape Lost Men is a, is a, is a beautiful boat for fly fishing and flats fishing. And it's, it's not cheap, but it's not super expensive either. Yeah. But just because I got a bunch of money doesn't mean I got to spend a bunch of money. Yeah. You know, a solid boat's a solid boat. Yeah. Uh, but get me a boat, at least get me a house in Florida with at least access to the Gulf. Yeah. I I have no real desire to do anything with the Atlantic Ocean. I mean, living in Florida. If, if you, you know, you say, let's go to the beach, and you ask me where I'd rather go to the beach, I would rather go to the West Coast than the East Coast uh, because I really am quite, I, I don't like the beach. Yeah, I'm not much of a beach person. I, I like going to the ocean, and yeah. I like swimming in the ocean, but more than anything, I like fishing in the ocean. Yeah. So I'd rather go where the fishing is better, and I, I'm I, I love surf fishing. Yeah. Uh, but I hate the dang crowds at on on, on the East Coast. Anywhere, I mean, even like Ormond gets crowded sometimes. But you get over to the West Coast, and you don't you're not fighting waves as bad. You can wade out pretty good and pretty far, and get your get your line out there. I mean, I I gotta get. Even now on my budget, I got. I need to get me a good surf rod. Uh, that's one I need to look into. Is a good. We need to do surf some rod. surf fishing, especially come about September time frame when the when those reds are running in there and the big the big reds. Yeah. And uh, we can't keep them, but we can fight them. Yeah, you get it in. Get that nice picture you holding that big old bull red, right? That's yes, that's sir. Count. That's what yes, it, sir. That's what it comes down to, and it. Yeah. So. We're going to take a quick break real quick, and uh, we'll be right back with you. All right, so we've talked about where we're going to buy the whitetail property, where we're going to have the fishing property, the flats boats, the 42-foot Freeman. Yeah. Because you got to get out there and catch your mahi and your sailfish and your... I mean, 
every two and one. Once in a while you get a wild hair, and you guys go try to get a blue marlin somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, understandable. You gotta get the boys together. And then <laughs> what about your duck? What about your duck boat? Duck boats. See, that's. I don't know about you, but I'm having like a twenty-two foot prodigy with dual surface drives on you the back. Go to the console. No, you ain't see. You haven't seen the tiller, the the tiller duels. No, they got a tiller handle with the duels now. Dude, it, okay, so. Uh, okay. Who is it that makes a tiller duel? It ain't, it ain't mud, buddy. But it's yeah. it's it was the, the one whoever makes that twister the twister motor the the cheap ones. Uh. Mud skipper. Mud skipper. Mud skipper makes a duel kit. No way. Yes, sir. You can get like a forty on there. Well, if Mud Skipper makes a dual kit, I could damn near, I could damn sure make it work for some, for some mud, you know, some bigger engines. Yeah. I'm not running Mud Skippers, but if they make a dual kit, I got all the money in the world. I can make somebody else fucking make a dual kit for me. Yeah. You know. I I hear. Okay. Well, I'm I'm down. I want the tiller handle though. I can understand that. I want the tiller handle. I'm right. Right now, I'm I'm used to running the tiller handle. Yeah. I mean, so I, for that, for the duck boat, I want a tiller handle. Um, but I'm probably, I'm torn there between Prodigy or like maybe like an Uncle Jay's or uh, Timber Creek maybe. Yeah. Full. But it's custom. definitely going to be a full custom boat. Yeah. And I'm thinking Prodigy might be a 20, 20 plus feet. Um, I'm wanting I'm wanting to put at least a solid good four dudes in Millennium seats, yeah, in seat bases in that boat, yeah, to hunt out of it. Um, maybe, maybe even in Gator Tracks. Gator Tracks isn't gonna be your full customer. Gator Tracks will do whatever you want inside their package, right? Kind of thing. You know what I mean? Semi-custom. Yeah. Um, so maybe a Gator Tracks. Um, you know, if I can get, uh, you know, a Timber Creek or Uncle Jay's, something like that, that turns on the dime like the Gator Tracks, then, you know, we... Sorry, Gator Tracks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, if they got a twin set up with some... Um, for for a surface drive, I mean, you know, I gotta have electric trim. Oh yeah, and absolutely. Gotta have the electric trim. Uh, some sort of reverse would be nice. I mean, my now, pro drive is also. I'll say, hear me reverse. out. Can you imagine a dual pro drive with full power reverse? Mm. I mean, my single. My pro drive now lifts the whole back of my boat up when I put it in reverse. If I put it in reverse and give it a little gas, it's picking the back of the boat up. With my big butt in it. <laughs> and that's a that's a whole that's lot of hind end to lift. <laughs> that's saying something right there. That's a whole so, lot of hind end to be picking up. I mean, it's... So, I mean, you put dual pro drives on there... On a on a twenty foot, I would, I'd say twenty. I think twenty would be a good, not super wide, 
So if I wanted to take that trip to Arkansas or something where they're hunting the timber. Like a 2054. You know, something narrow enough I can get through the timber. Yeah. Um, but, you know, still have plenty of room. Probably a pretty fairly open, well, I would say, I say fairly open because I want the catwalks that both sides of the gun box. Fair enough. So you have, you know, um, may probably definitely want to put a blind on the, on the boat. That's a removable blind, and I probably have a setup where I can uh, drop on a bow fishing platform as well. Yeah. And I mean that's gotta have some light bars. I love my light bars in my boat now. Well, it's I'd not be, a redneck good time without a without a bunch of light bars. Pretty, yeah, I mean everywhere. I'd have, you know, a good light setup light bar light bar set up in the front, and I probably have some sort of pads in the pods, not pads, pods in the back for uh, you know backing up, setting out decoys. But you put a solid hunt deck back there. You don't, you're yeah. not looking at pods with a boat like that. You're talking full hunt deck. Yeah, and yeah. I'd have, um, or I'm talking about pods, light bar pods. Okay, okay. Um, what color is your wake flame going to be? Uh, probably green or red. Red. More than likely red. And I'll tell you this, and I, <clears throat> I, I'm a fan of red light. Red light, um, see a lot of guys run green, uh, but red light is the lowest, the lowest visible spectrum of light. So when you're using red light in the dark, it doesn't dilate. Your eyes don't dilate as much to see, so it doesn't ruin your night vision. Because you know how, I mean, we've all experienced it. You wake up at the butt crack of dawn to go duck hunting, and you walk in the bathroom to brush your teeth and take a leak, you flip the light on, and you can't see for nothing. Yeah. But with that red light, it doesn't affect your eyes like that. So it's going to allow you to turn the red light on, see enough to do what you need to do, turn it back off, and still see when the light's off. You're not night blind. Like if you had a bright white light, blue light. Green light's not as bad, but it still do the same thing. Yeah. So I'm definitely running red. I'm probably gonna have red. Uh, Southern Light LED makes an entire duck boat package. Now they don't have, you know, the light bar pods in the back for you. They have your um, your rooster tail lights that you can get like green, red, blue, you know, whatever color. But they do have uh, an entire package that has your light bar up front. It has your nav lights included in that. It has uh, two sets of what they call snake tube lights, which is your strips. Those will definitely be red. And I, they make them, they give you two sets. And I say two sets of two that's 16 foot. That way you can run a strip on the inside of your boat and you can run a strip on the outside. On the outside of the gunnels for setting out decoys and stuff like that. So I definitely have the lights running down the outside of the boat that I can turn on for setting out decoys and stuff too. Well, I don't need lights on the outside of my boat because I got a light bar in my waders. 
I would probably definitely go with like Sitka waders, maybe. I would I would get Man. them just to try them out. I would be like, you know what? I got the cash. We're gonna try some Sitka waders. I don't really like the pattern on Sitka. I was gonna say my biggest problem with Sitka. I know they're expensive, but again, this is one of those things where you're gonna get what you pay for. But I just don't like the Sitka pattern. I I, I completely understand the pattern. I'm not very big on there that Sitka pattern. I'd probably get some maybe if and I didn't get Sitka. Call me call me biased, but I wore and I know you wore as well that stupid digital pattern. Yeah. And it didn't work with me. And I, I I hated every minute of it. Mm-hmm. And so to tell me come on, come buy this digital pattern in a different color now all of a sudden it's gonna work. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not a fan. I mean, I'm I, not a fan at all. If the waders work, the waders work. Like I said, I'm not big on the pattern. The pattern would be the only thing that would keep me from buying Sitka. But I would probably have some nice uh, Drake waders or something like that, like the high dollar ones. You know, this is the first year I haven't flown out to Alaska. To hunt sea ducks due to coronavirus. You believe that? Dadgum. Every year before that, it's been because I've been broke. (laughs) Dadgum (laughs) Rona. You ain't going on your Canada trip this year. No, I ain't doing that either. Just like last year. Canada's not letting anybody in. Coronavirus. (laughs) Darn it, there goes the Canada trip. Yeah. Now I was planning that. You know, I've been saving for, uh, I wasn't. <laughs> I'm going to hunt wood ducks. That's what I'm going to hunt. Wood, wood ducks. And, you know, that's the thing, too. I like hunting ducks, I'm going to try to find some whistlers this year. I don't, know, I don't know that I could give up the whistlers. I love <laughs> shooting black belly whistling ducks. I love it. I mean. They're just slow and stupid. <laughs> yeah. There ain't nothing. You can't beat it. And. It, it's not like, you know, you get a normal, normal ducks come in and they're going to want to land and you shoot one, they all take off and they're gone. Whistlers? No. Uh-uh. No. We start coming back around. They come back, they come in, seven, eight of them come in, you shoot two, they fly off, and then they come back to find the two you shot. <laughs> and then you shoot two more, and then they fly off and they come back to find those other two you shot. Until there's one left and then he leaves. <clears throat> And you can shoot six of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just a good time, and they taste delicious. They are delicious. I Personally, I do prefer wood duck a little bit better. Personally. Yeah. It's a little, I like the little, that more of that red meat that you get from a wood duck. A whistler is still kind of a red meat, but it's not quite as... So, I don't really like that. Man, we, we pretty much covered it. If we had a million dollars, we'd just be sitting fat and happy. Yeah, I mean, like, what do you want to do? What are we going to do today? <laughs> where, where are we going to go fishing I mean, today? I'm fat and happy right now. But I'm standing, Yeah, you know. So I, I'd have to be sitting <laughs> fat and happy. What are we sitting in? <laughs> Lazy boys. Yeah. The On ones the with the massagers. <laughs> On the boat, yeah. <laughs> But, you know, 
Got the electric reel. I don't know. He'll be here in a minute. <laughs> Hit the winch. <laughs> and this is this this episode's been fun because it's been quite opposite to everything we've ever talked. We, we've yeah. always talked about you know budget, but that all that goes with saying is it doesn't take winning the lottery, yeah, to go out and and kill ducks kill deer no uh because you know we are speaking from experience yeah. the places we'd buy property the ducks we'd hunt the stuff we'd fish we've done that yeah but we've done it on public land we've done it out of a 14 foot john boat yeah you know <laughs> that's that's the way we're doing it now uh, hey, I got a 16 foot Ed duck boat now. Yeah, well, I got a 12 okay. foot John boat, and I got a 37 horse mud motor on it now. And I got a I'm, nine nine Yamaha. I'm uh, I'm the high class now. I'll still race you. All right, <laughs> that'd be a good race. <laughs> but it's fun. I mean, we yeah. it it to me hunting on a budget is 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 fun because I it, mean it it poses an extra challenge. The, the, in all honesty, it really doesn't matter what your budget is, because there's ways to get out there and still do it. You can still, I mean, I don't care how much money you got. I mean, like we live in Florida, we can go red fishing. You know, it's I can, can go catch out and skip I, a goon and wade and catch redfish. I can catch redfish on New Smyrna Beach. You know. They're there. Exactly. And all that's going to cost me is a reel and bait. Yeah. You know, rod, reel, and bait, and a fishing license. Uh, and, you know, we talked about that really cool duck blind you'd buy for the boat. Yeah. You know? Uh, but we built one at a EMT conduit. Yeah, that we had laying around. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it takes a little bit of ingenuity to be on a budget. Yeah. But we get it done. We still kill deer. We still kill ducks. We still catch fish. Mm-hmm. And we have a dang good time doing it. Yeah. So. I mean, you don't got to catch. If you want to go bass fishing, you don't have to have a boat. You don't have to have that, you know, $70,000 bass boat. You can find a pond that's open to the public, and you can still go catch bass. Let me tell you, nothing makes me happier than pulling up in my 12-foot John boat next to a $70,000 bass boat and catching a nice bass. Yeah. Because I look at that dude over there with 15 rods and reels, and I got two <laughs> in a 12-foot John boat, and I'm like, yeah, buddy. Mm-hmm. Because I paid huh, a tenth, Yeah. maybe, if not... Mm-hmm. A twentieth of what he did for all his his stuff, yeah. And you know he's got plenty of gadgets and gizmos, and he's got all the charts and mm-hmm. the depth finder and the fish finders. He's got one on the front of the boat by his, you know, couple thousand dollars. His trolling motor probably cost as much as your old set. Oh, I'm sure his trolling motor, his trolling motor easily as cost as cost as much as my boat. <laughs> you know, you know uh, minus the motor. Yeah, 
You know, his trolling motor costs that much, or he's got that much in electronics. Mm-hmm. Although he's probably got twice that in electronics, because like I said, he's got his setup on the front, you know, by his trolling motor, and then he's got his setup over by his console, and it's just I've and caught fish for years without all that. <laughs> dude, I've caught plenty of good bass off the bank. Yeah, it's just it 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 takes takes time is it easier to kill big deer and catch big fish and all that with money yes yeah is it more rewarding to catch to kill big deer and catch big fish on a budget absolutely most definitely because you gotta put in the work you're putting in the work yeah what you're what you're not spending in money you're spending in sweat yeah um I don't know that it happened any other way. We talked about all this stuff, you know, and I would I would have tools to make my work easier. Yeah. But I would I would never want to hire out the work. Yeah. You know, to me, getting out there in the woods and, and, and getting that dirt therapy. The, the only reason I would, if I had that kind of money, the only reason I would hire somebody to do that work is so I could do something else. Like in the summer, if I wanted to hire somebody to plant these food plots, it's because I wanted to go on a fishing trip. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. I was going to, I'm going to take my 42 foot framing out, but I got to get these food plots in. But food plots, even, even now, but then food but, plots are a good day's work. Like, I, it, 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 if we had the kind of money that we were talking about, if I had the money, kind of money that we were talking about, it'd be easier because to do other things because I would not, that would be my job. Right. I would be hunting, fishing, or getting ready you, to do something. You're spending 24 like 7 managing property for deer, managing property for ducks, you know, getting out there fishing, finding those holes, checking those reefs, checking those wrecks. Yeah. And, I mean, would it be fun? Huh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. But having that now, you know, working five days a week off to being able to get out there. Speak for yourself on that Yeah. <laughs> get, being able to get out there and get that dirt therapy in. Yeah, it's nice. To put in that extra work on the weekends. I mean, it is it is work. But I enjoy it. Yeah. It's different when you're planting food plots than when I'm wiring a controller at work. Or I'm a They're both work, work. Typing up bids and going out to sites and, you know. I got to go clean an elevator pit versus cleaning a deer. Yeah. <laughs> so... You're always going to get it out of it what you put into it. And it yes. doesn't take money. It doesn't take a lot of money to get out of what you put into it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get a, get a, uh, a small rototiller. You can plant those plots. I mean, 
a, a walk behind rototiller for a one acre plot that's a lot of work yeah but the work you put into it is you get one of them racing rototillers <laughs> you ever seen that i have seen that <laughs> run it behind that they're dragging him <laughs> but you know you're putting in that work and it makes the reward just that much sweeter mm-hmm. and it's not always the reward of of killing deer but you know you, you plant that plot midsummer you're going out there right now and you're planting those soybeans so they're coming up uh those nice fall plots are coming up good and thick and in early season you're seeing that doe come out with twins you know you're getting to watch nature mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm not a big fan of I, I'm not going to shoot a doe with a fawn no not going to happen I'll tell you this though I have shot does around fawns. I had three does and two fawns come out, and I shot one because everybody had a mama. Yeah. Uh, I'm just looking at it, you know. Yeah. Watching things go by, watching the world go by in the woods. Even not only deer hunting, but there's nothing like watching them ducks fly off fly over there's nothing in the world like hearing that turkey gobble at sunrise you build that habitat you build those duck boxes you come there in the spring and you see that that hen with 15 biddies with her yeah you know that's that's just such a sight to see that stuff and to know that what i did nature is benefiting from it Mm-hmm. And it, it is something else. And you're right, man, dude. I, I got the worst luck turkey hunting. <laughs> the absolute I mean, worst luck. You know, uh, we we talk about some of the other podcasts. Well, I listen to the Dr. Duck podcast. And I think they describe it the best that I've heard yet. Enjoy the journey. Oh, absolutely. When it comes to it, I mean, you talk, <laughs> have the worst luck turkey hunting, but you got to enjoy the journey. Like I said, there, there's not, I, I've never experienced anything like hearing that turkey gobble off the roost first thing in the morning when you're listening to everything come alive in the woods and then hear that turkey gobble, gobble his head off on the roost. Is there's nothing in the world like there's nothing in the world like watching the deer walk out and feeding that food slot nothing compares to it nothing I've ever done compares to hooking into that big old bass or you know you're fishing even if you're not catching fish and you're watching you know bluegill hit or seeing frogs jumping and gators swimming by and stuff the birds flying around you. Just to be out in nature is a blessing in and of itself. Just to get out there and enjoy what God has created for us to enjoy. 
is is where it's at. And it, it you know, he put us in charge of it, so we got to use it responsibly. So I mean, even if you're not catching a bunch of fish, you know that just means you know there's probably more there's more fish there for somebody else. There's fish are st- staying alive and making more fish. Deer. I like eating. I, I I say this. I like eating fish. I, mean, I don't hardly ever. I don't hardly ever keep. keep some here and there. I don't hardly ever keep freshwater fish. I do keep some saltwater fish, but I don't keep a lot. I might keep a meal's worth. I'm not trying to stock up my freezer full of redfish or yeah, sea trout. But I do like to come home from a fishing trip successful. Yeah. Let's have trout this weekend. Or let's have some redfish. But, you know, you got to keep in mind, especially down here in Florida, you know, we've had some tough red tides oh, yeah. in this last few years. we got to keep those numbers up. And we got to take care of what, what we've been given and what with the hand we're dealt. Yeah. So do your part. Uh, get out there and keep our waterways clean. Pick up trash. Catch your fish. I was enjoy your day. I was watching the YouTube video, and the guy was complaining because he caught a trash bag. He'd hooked onto a, a, a snag like a trash bag or something, and then he complaining about it, and then he pulls it off his hook, and instead of tossing it in the boat somewhere, he throws it back in the water. I'm like, you complaining about people throwing trash in the river or in the water? But here, and you throw it back in the water. What good are you doing? None. And this was on YouTube. And this wasn't like, you know, this was just Joe Smo's YouTube channel. This was like, this is somebody from Duck Commander doing this. And I'm like, come on, man. You can't throw, who cares if it jumps up your boat? You can throw it in the trash can somewhere when you get back to the ramp or whatever. I'm, I, I've always been big on picking up trash and and keeping trash. That goes as far as, as picking up trash in your neighborhood because these storm drains eventually lead to somebody of water. Yeah. So pick up garbage in the neighborhood. Pick up trash when you're on the water. You know... Pick up, don't don't throw your fishing line in the water. Pick that stuff up. Throw it just, there's, FWC puts those monofilament receptacles all over the place. Nine times out of ten, there's one at the boat ramp where you put your boat in the water. Mm-hmm. Just take it and throw it in the garbage. Because that's what it is. And the water is not your garbage can. The no. woods are not your garbage can. And you see it all over when you get into like the Ocala National Forest. Trash everywhere. Trash everywhere. And I'm talking not just beer cans and 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 cups, but washing machines. Wash machines, boat holes. It's all over the place up there, and it's ridiculous. Yeah. We've got to do our part to keep the woods and the water clean. You got to get out there, and you have to put the face on. You have to give outdoors men and women a good face. Mm-hmm. 
because there's plenty of people that are against what we do. Yeah. And by going out there and trashing the woods, you're you're, you're not putting on that good face. Yeah. Go out there, <clears throat> pick up the garbage, and show them what we're really about. Yeah. It, I mean, the same thing goes for, you know, you don't just go out there, you hunt, and oh, there's a squirrel, I'm going to shoot that squirrel. You know, that's the other thing. If, if you're going to leave it in the woods, you might as well don't shoot. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's no sense in, in just shooting something to shoot it. Now, if it's causing a problem, that might be a different story. If you got something that, and it's getting into your feeders and tearing them up or hogs tearing up your fence, something like that, that's a little bit different. Foxes are eating your dang chickens. Chickens, you know, they're getting into the, you know, killing killing your turkey population because you got all these foxes running around. You know, but even as long still, as you do it legally. Even still, you, you, you can take those, that stuff you kill, those foxes, those coyotes, and you can donate those to taxidermists to use and mounts. and You don't have to just leave that stuff laying in the woods. Yeah. Uh, there's plenty of taxidermists out there that will take coyotes and foxes. And you can keep, yeah, have the hide tan. I've got a cool coyote hide tan and it's just a beautiful, beautiful dog. But, you know, do your part. Hey, you know what? Kill a coyote and try your hand at tanning your own hide. Yeah. If you screw it up, you tried. Yeah. You know? You didn't leave it laying in the woods. Right. So, what you got under pressure outdoors tip of the week? Oh, man, I forgot about <laughs> Caught you by surprise. Yeah, it caught me by surprise. I'll say this, just just do your part. We've all got a part to do. We, we, we all have a hand in this. Pick up garbage, get somebody else out there, put a good face on the title that is Outdoors Men and Women. That's all I got. Um, I'm going to reiterate one that we have used, I've used in the past, but it's a very important one. Always bring your toilet paper. It's so I, important. On that, on that <laughs> note, do do us all a favor, okay? Don't just make like a cat and dig a hole. All right. Yeah. It it doesn't have to be huge. Dig a hole, bury your literal crap in your toilet paper. I I know you you don't want to take it with you. I don't either. But it is biodegradable, so dig a hole, put it in the hole, cover it up. I don't want to step in dog crap. I sure as heck don't want to step in your crap. So just keep the woods clean. Like I said, it's always important to have that toilet paper. It is very important to have toilet paper. I have been stuck without it. And um, socks don't biodegrade like <laughs> toilet paper does, but I've had to use them. I've had some crappy underwear that I was like, well, I got a pocket knife. <laughs> Time for some new ones anyway. <laughs> so, you guys stay tuned. We're, we are got a big episode coming up with uh, Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. And if you guys aren't aware of what they're about, go ahead and look them up. Check a out what they're about. A lot of big stuff coming. Yeah. Some... 
you ain't kidding, a lot <laughs> of big stuff coming for yeah. the Underpressure Outdoors crew. And that'll all be announced here in the coming weeks, but the Backcountry Hunters Anglers podcast is coming up, and I can tell you this, at a minimum, we are giving away a membership to Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. So be ready for that episode. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you don't miss it. And uh, give get on there and give us a five-star review. Don't just review. Don't just hit that far right-hand star. Type some words in there. You know, like I, I think uh, Briar has a sexy voice. You can lie. <laughs> That's okay. But... Uh, We'll still be here, regardless. Million dollars or not, I'm still making a podcast because I love doing it. Uh, So until next week, you guys have a great week.